Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Electrical Wholesaling series of Executive Insight Podcast. Today, we have two executives from Epicor. We're going to be talking about cloud-based ERP systems and how they can help with their remote officing strategies. We've all been through quite a bit with COVID-19 and how it's affected how we office. There's been some particular challenges and advantages of what you can do with a cloud-based ERP system. We're going to be talking with Dan Kamenstein and Kara Ringel from Epicor and pick their brain a bit on what they're seeing in this whole, this whole area and how the Epicor ERP systems can help. Just to kind of get things started off, why don't we uh, have our guest uh, do a bit of an introduction and we'll get rolling from there. Kara, why don't you uh, bat lead off on that and we'll, then Dan will give us a little idea and background too. Sure, thanks, Jim. Hi, um, yep, my name is Kara Pingle. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined Epicor just this year in 2021, but I come to them with uh, deep marketing experience, and I also have over 10 years in the supply chain and logistics, and so um, happy to be here. Look forward to our conversation today. Great. Thanks, Kara. And how about you, Dan? Why don't you give us some, some insight into what's been keeping you off the street, so to speak, over the during your career with Epicor? Sure. Thanks, Jim. My name is Dan Kamenstein. I'm the Senior Product Manager for Profit21 here at Epicor. I've been with the company uh, 34 years tomorrow, in fact. Worked with Profit21 uh, all that time, so I have uh, done pretty much everything but sell it for Profit21. But in my current role, I'm responsible for the roadmap and future direction uh, and sets of features that go into our releases for Profit21. Ah, terrific. As I look at you know where we've all been, the distribution world, the, uh, the business world as a whole, when you think of you know since around last March of last year, we had to kind of evolve from an almost all remote strategy to most recently kind of a hybrid strategy. And we certainly have seen that uh, in the distribution world. And I, I think today's podcast will be particularly interesting. I'm just curious, Dan and Carrie, you know, how have you seen your customers evolve? You've probably had to first look at designing and developing systems for the full remote. Now you're looking at more hybrid. You have a cloud solution that you, have, you offer as a possibility for customers. Why don't you just kind of walk us through from there? Sure, I'll, I'll take first crack at that one. And like you said, Jim, you know, and distributors, just like the rest of the world, were really turned upside down uh, when the pandemic hit uh, last year. Though, you know, when we talk about remote work and distribution, I, I think from what I've seen anyway, other than maybe, you know, outside sales guys who are out calling on customers, I think most distributors never really had to contemplate much of that hybrid or remote workforce before March of last year. You know, I, I've always seen, you know, our distributors, they have branches and locations, and they have distributed workforces, but I bet that, you know, 90% or more of, of non-outside sales folks at most distributors work physically in a location before the pandemic hit. Maybe it's some of the, uh, of the great big uh, conglomerates that have corporate headquarters that aren't attached to warehouses and, and whatnot, maybe, maybe not so much, but because of warehousing and counter staff and all of that, you know, most people, I think, worked in an office. So our, our distributor customers really had to come up with policies and strategies on the fly to deal with people now working remotely that they never had to before. At the same time, they had to take uh, note of and be careful about the people who had to remain on site because they had to be able to staff their warehouses and they had to be able to staff their counters if their counters were allowed to be open. Uh, So they really dealt with hybrid from the beginning because they didn't get to shut down and send everybody home. Um, And it was, and I know from some I was talking to, it was a bit of a challenge to manage that because some people weren't allowed to be remote while other people were being remote. And and that could certainly be an HR uh, thing to deal with. And Kara, as you've worked with uh, various marketing teams and executive teams over the year, you've, I mean, you've probably have seen some, been involved with some remote teams. How have you seen where that works? How have you seen with some of the challenges with groups working remotely versus 
a group being uh, all in an office. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the foundation of a team, right? And I'm not talking Microsoft team. I'm talking about teams that collaborate has really pivoted. People are trying to get used to being more digital. So of some of those small conversations maybe have fallen by the wayside, but the majority of um, workers truly love working remote. They said um, a survey from Forbes said 97% of the workforce today wants to stay remote in some form or fashion, be it a hybrid, be it in an office, being you know just working from home full time. So uh, people adapted, really got used to it and found ways to add that collaboration and stay in touch as they needed to. Yeah, this one might be for Dan, you know, as you look at the type of ERP system that you offer, and particularly uh, cloud-based, what are some of the benefits of going cloud-based if a distributor wants to refine their existing computer system to have both uh, on-premise and for remote workers? Uh, sure, you know, the, the first thing is the ability to access the ERP from anywhere. Uh, whether it's on a traditional client device or on something like a tablet. Um, and without necessarily the requirement of, uh, of a VPN, um, you know, really can make transitioning from uh, on-premise to remote work very easy. Uh, when you have your system in the cloud, in the case of our applications that are based in the cloud, they're browser-based applications. You don't need a VPN to access them. You just need access to a web browser somewhere. You know, we had some customers last year who would, you know, in the spring of last year came and told us, you know what, we had to switch. We switched our folks over within a week. We didn't have yeah. to set up uh, VPNs uh, and our users were just as productive or even more productive uh, than they were in the office. You know, from an IT standpoint, it went very smoothly. Now, certainly, you know, uh, every company is a little different as to how quickly their users are able to adapt uh, if you're changing from uh, potentially a traditional desktop type interface to a browser type of interface. But there uh, are, are some, some big benefits to that. You know, and there's other benefits to the cloud too, you know, especially, you know, uh, having your provider be keeping you up to date on uh, updates and security and the latest version of the software and all of that and taking that burden off the IT team uh, as well. Uh, it certainly helps, you know, and when working remotely, all of the more of that that can be burden can be taken off an IT team or anything else uh, is, is advantageous to the business and just keep people uh, working on the mission at hand. Is there any kind of frame of reference when a distributor, say, for instance, you know, it's a very branch-based type of industry, awful lot of your customers are going to have branches uh, all over the place. When they're setting up a new branch, is what are those, the kind of similarities and differences is when they set up a remote workforce on that? Is it just a much different than when you have a lot of you know, individual workstations with the remote versus a branch has, is a little more centralized, but not quite on-premise, or I wonder if you could walk yeah. us through that. I, I think it's even easier. Again, it, you know, in the whole point of being cloud-based is yeah. that yeah. Uh, somebody is managing all that stuff for you. Mm -hmm. you know, so in the case of, of our, of our Epicor uh, cloud-based you know, ERP solutions, Epicor is doing all that managing for you. So if you want to add a branch, basically all you have to do is give them access to the URL for the application. You don't have to worry about your servers. You don't have to worry about branch-to-branch -branch communications because that you know the individual branch isn't communicating back to the servers at the HQ anymore. They're communicating to the cloud data center. Uh, so you're not reliant on uh, you know things like even power and the network being online at the main location. Look, look at what's probably what's happening to some you know some customers down in the the deep south right now. You know hopefully they're they're all okay, but there's I'm sure there are, are companies, some customers of ours too. Uh, in Louisiana, who were devastated by uh, yeah. Ida uh, yeah. this weekend. Uh, and if their main office is in New Orleans or Houma, Louisiana, or someplace that doesn't have power, all their branches are down. 
if you're on the cloud and the, the headquarters loses power, the other branches can be up and running because they're being served out of a data center that has redundancy and backup systems and everything in place. And it's an entirely different environment. So it really makes it a, a, a lot easier with branches, whether your branches or not, but especially with branches, because it's a lot easier to bring them up. You just have less infrastructure that you have to deal with. Do you find many distributors, if they if they had perhaps some workers uh, working remotely, perhaps a field salesperson, were there ever any issues that they may have tapping into the uh, main location, security issues as far as from multi-factor authentication or VPN? Does a cloud system eliminate any of those? Um, it, it does. You know, it, yes and no is the question. You, know, you uh, uh, like I said, you can eliminate a VPN. Uh, so you know, a cloud-based system that runs runs over the same type of security that uh, you use when you access Amazon or you access your email or anything else through the web. It's the same security, so you don't have to have a VPN to do that. So that mm -hmm. alone takes one layer of complexity uh, out, both for end users and for uh, you know an IT staff. Multi-factor authentication is something you can you can still have if you want to do it. That you know that and that is something that an IT staff uh, would manage. And some, when they go to a cloud-type environment, might find that uh, as or more important than when not in a cloud environment because the VPN's not there anymore. But it, you know it's something to to consider. But you know if you're on a device, multi-factor authentication is very easy these days. Whether it's you know a Microsoft Authenticator or a text message with a code or anything like that, those are very easy. To manage, and you don't even, you don't have to remember passwords or anything else generally to do that. So you know, I, I think that's that's not an overall uh, huge factor when considering it. Being able to get rid of a VPN and you know on-premises servers though can be a, a huge advantage from a cost and total cost of ownership and strategic uh, standpoint for uh, a company who's who's looking to make that move to the cloud. Yeah, I would imagine you finding users getting more and more comfortable with the multi-factor authentication. I know on our own personal devices, that's just how you can get, log on if you forget a password. It's just it's becoming not not a foreign thing. I would imagine for for users on an ERP solution, for sure. You know, Jim, I would add too. Their um, users are more accepting of them because it, they know it gives them access from anywhere they are. So they're willing to take those extra steps. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to log into their system and have everything at their fingertips. So no longer an irritation, yeah, <laughs> think, yeah. but people are thankful right, yeah. that they get they get that ability to log in from where they are. I think you'll find too, Jim, too, as uh, you know, distribution we know is multi-generational uh, and there's more and more of the, the millennial generation coming on now. And those folks coming in, you know, they expect that browser, that mobile, that 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 untethered experience, if you will. Mm -hmm. So for them, you know, they've had multi-factor authentication on stuff for years. It's mm -hmm. so it's a no-brainer mm -hmm. uh, for them. In fact, they probably would question if they didn't have it um, <laughs> yeah. in some cases. Mm -hmm. So you know, something else to, to consider too. You know, as the as the next generation of distribution workers uh, comes on board, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about employee hiring and retention uh, as we go through the rest of this uh, podcast as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, before we do, I just wanted to ask one other question that was on my mind on the uh, cloud-based solution. Um, is, is it on a basic cost basis? Is it less expensive for a distributor to put that in or is it, does it kind of depend or is, is that an advantage that you have uh, that cloud can offer? Yeah, so that that's one. The, the answer isn't just yes or no, for sure. Mm -hmm. You really have to look at the total cost of ownership. You can't look just at what it takes to get started. You have to look over time. Um, you know, so you know, the upfront, you know, to be an on-premises system, you have your upfront cost of licenses and then you have ongoing maintenance, whereas typically in a cloud environment, you have a recurring subscription uh, mm -hmm. versus that. 
but that's that's just the ERP system. When you're in the cloud, you eliminate the physical and labor costs related to your servers, your updates, your database and uh, and operate and operating system administration. Also, you know, the cloud provider manages all of that. They manage your updates, they do your backups, they handle your security, they provide your redundancy. So over time, that really adds up and it really makes cloud a great investment from a TCO perspective. You can't just look at the first year or the first two years uh, even. And it's more than dollars and cents because the cloud also allows a, a distributor or anybody to better enable talent. You know, I, I've mentioned a couple of times already, you know, the IT team. The IT team, if you go to the cloud, they can become much more strategic. They can be involved in growth initiatives and looking at uh, you know, complementary applications that can be brought into the business because they're not focusing so much on managing database backups and operating system patches uh, and all that stuff that the cloud provider takes care of for you. So you can really better utilize your resources in a strategic manner and, you know, and let somebody else manage the, the hardware and the ones and zeros. I know, I, I know even, gosh, even with our own company, I'm, I've gotten so used to getting when there's a software update coming on, it's not something that used to, it's, it's got more and more automatic, I think, and it's actually helps people you know, quite, quite a bit more than have to wait for it to maybe get, a, get an IT person on the phone. I imagine it's, it's the same in the ERP. Also, the data security thing where they're constantly aware of that, making sure that the, the system, the company, the, all the company's resources are secure. I guess that's, you know, you mentioned before that as you look in the, uh, the employee workforce, as you get more and more new people in, more multi-generational they are you know, more used to seeing the updates coming in, the, the data security that a cloud-based system uh, can provide. And it, you mentioned that you've actually seen some distributors use the uh, remote officing and being able to set uh, new employees up like that. Uh, like it's either both uh, for new employees, employee retention strategy. Uh, could you get, maybe share some of the, your experiences with that as you've been setting people up for a hybrid officing system? As you guys mentioned, multi-generational, right? The, this next group of workers is um, very used to having everything at their fingertips and easily accessible. Um, Jim, you talked about upgrades, right? So they're used to getting upgrades on their iPhone or, or other systems automatically. So some of that, um, you know, older generations maybe or, or legacy systems are going to need to adapt to that way of working because it's going to be an expectation for your entire workforce, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about things that you do in your daily life, you know, Amazon, for example, right? They they totally changed um, everyone's perspective of how soon I could get something, right? Order today or get it tomorrow. So they've set that benchmark for consumers and those consumers then become your employees and take that same um, mentality into your workforce, right? They wanna do things efficiently, they want to do things fast, um, and they want to be able to do things that are very streamlined so that they're not, you know, having to go into several different disparate systems. They want everything centralized so that they can do all of their work from one location easily. Definitely an impact going forward for the workforce. How about you, Dave? What, what have you seen as you've been working with the Epicor customers on, on some of the, these hybrid uh, systems? It's an interesting thing. You know, I think I mentioned a customer before, you know, when the pandemic hit, yeah. you know, I think we'll all agree distribution is very much an in-person business. Obviously, you know, the warehouse people can't do their jobs remotely. So that makes it a balancing act. Uh, you think about the distributor who, you know, some roles can have flexibility about working remotely and some roles have to be on premises. And how do you handle that messaging within your business? How do you keep uh, you know, unity among your team and your employees when, you know, different work rules might have to apply? Uh, based on the job role, especially, you know, uh, back, you know, a, a year ago when the pandemic was brand new, 
uh, in particular, you know, and, and everybody went home except the warehouse guys. Uh, you know, and, and how do you, you know, how do you manage that situation with the warehouse guys like, well, I can't work at home. So, you know, as a, as a distributor, that's a, an interesting management challenge. Um, we've seen uh, some of ours come up with with different policies about it. Some are, are don't allow as much remote work for that reason. Uh, others have just come up with other uh, other perks or, or things they can do for the, the people who do have to remain on site, um, you know, to keep the to keep the lights on and the doors open. Have you seen some of the distributors uh, when they're moving into this more hybrid uh, hybrid officing strategy? Uh, do they do they go all in and say, okay, this is what we want to do for all these departments, or do they kind of do it by groups of employees? Maybe it's regionally, maybe it's by type of type of job. What, what kind of ways are distributors making the move? Oh no, I was just going to say, um, I think they're actually being very collaborative. It's not necessarily a hierarchical decision, right? They're bringing people in at all levels, all different groups to try and solve for this. Because to Dan's point, some people can't work in a hybrid environment, right? But that um, distributor can add some flexibility. So for example, um, some people are offering an app, an app where their employees you know, can pick up shifts or trade shifts online with other colleagues, or they're doing some job sharing, or um, you know, ha- just adding that extra flexibility, you know, that sense mm-hmm. of flexibility that people want to adjust their, both their work life, right. And their personal life, mm-hmm. giving them, you know, thinking in kind of a non-traditional environment, distribution environment, it gives you that opportunity to then, you know, kind of appease employees and, or, you know, take advantage of their desire for some flexibility with, you know, new apps that allow people to do that. Yeah. Things like Uber and or ship, right. They allow people to flex when they have the work and, um, you know, people to join in when they have the time. So if you think about that model and maybe adding that to distribution or manufacturing, that might bring you a whole um, new set of employees or work base that maybe you didn't have before from, you know, nine to five or three to 11 or whatever your shifts are. It really opens that up for you from a work pool perspective. I hadn't really thought of that. That's interesting on the job sharing or maybe swapping shifts or whatever. That's that's, that's an interesting application for it that I hadn't really thought with this type of a uh, ERP uh, move. Have you, um, I I know that Epicor doesn't, you know, force distributors to go with a cloud-based solution. Are there other options that, or have, have your customers come to you with other desires where they really want to stay with a more traditional approach? Yeah, that, that's um, absolutely a great one. And, and we certainly know that many distributors are just starting to learn about the cloud and what it can do for them. Some are starting, you know, by moving things like email or their office applications to the cloud. Sometimes you don't even you don't even think about it. You know, you're like, oh, well, we moved to Office 365. Well, then all your Microsoft apps are running in the cloud, and you know, you might not even. Sometimes you might not even realize it. You know, when you do something like that, um, you know, and now those distributors are now starting to consider what to do with their ERP system. Uh, and what's great in our in our world with Epicor is that we have our ERP systems that run in the cloud, uh, but we also have a number of complementary modules uh, that you can take on that run in the cloud and that can run in the cloud while you keep your ERP system on premises, uh, whether that's an enterprise content management solution or our Epicor data analytics tool. Uh, those are cloud-based tools. So you can deploy those, they deploy in the cloud, but you can still have your core ERP system on premises and connected to it while you're doing it. Uh, so you have the ability to kind of take the cloud at your pace um, if you want to go all in, we certainly can bring your, you're happy to bring your ERP system over too, but you can kind of take it at your pace as, as you're ready to address it. 
uh, you know, whether that's from a cost perspective, a personnel perspective, or just, you know, your personal uh, willingness to, to make that leap. We know a lot of distributors have, you know, have some reluctance about their getting their data in the cloud. So starting small is a good way uh, to start getting used to that, uh, to that model and, and, you know, eventually making that move. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just kind of walk before you run, so to speak. And the that kind of sets me up for the my last question for today. And I was just thinking, you know, if you could somehow get all your customers and potential customers look at that are looking into eventually moving to a cloud-based solution to for this hybrid officing, some could just get them in all in the same room, maybe all in the same Zoom call. What are some of the basic tips that you could offer them to get their technology plan in motion for this? What what how much advanced planning do they need? And just to kind of maybe you could just kind of wrap things up, just to kind of give us some, some good takeaways for some of our listeners today. Sure, I'll, I'll start and then, uh, and then Carol, I'll let you give some, some thoughts too. First is yeah, absolutely have a plan. Work with your business partner. You know, your, your ERP provider is a business partner. They're just not, uh, they're not just an, you know, a company that sends you a bill once a month or once a year for maintenance on your software. So your, your ERP partner can have a lot of great uh, thoughts and ideas and pathways for you uh, forward from a technology perspective, from a professional services perspective. Uh, about a lot of those things. You know, there's lots of things to consider about, you know, moving to the cloud and advantages of moving to the cloud. Um, security is one we haven't really talked about. Security and software updates, I've mentioned, you know, your cloud provider does your uh, your operating system updates and handles your security. But, you know, the, if you really think about it, you know, we, how many times a week do we see stories about ransomware attacks now? And a ransomware attack can literally put a distributor out of business for days or potentially for good depending on, on how severe it is. Um, you know, if you're in the cloud, your, your ERP partner is managing your security updates, providing multi-level, uh, multiple layers of protection, high availability, redundancy, more than your team will ever do. And if you think about it, so Epicor, we use Azure, Microsoft Azure as our cloud backbone for our cloud-based solutions. Well, we know that Microsoft spends more on Azure security and ransomware protection in a year than some countries hold GDP. <laughs> is, you know, if you, if you really think about it. So there's just no way that any size distributor, no matter how good their IT staff is, can compare with the resources that Microsoft brings to bear to keep your system safe. And that's whether you use Microsoft or any of the other big cloud providers. They're, they're all, you know, uh, about that. Um, you get regulatory compliance uh, there as well. But, it, you know, and it just prepares you for disruption uh, also. So, you know, Kara, do you have some some thoughts on this too? Yeah, and I, I would just echo what you said, Dan, for sure. Um, you know, I want to make it clear, though, we're here and ready when our customers are ready, right? When our distributors are ready to move. That's really a decision that, you know, they need to make as an organization. Everybody's in a different situation, right? Some people have been considering this long before the pandemic, and they just, you know, hadn't made the move yet. So they may be set up a little more from an organization and strategy perspective, and they're ready to, you know, make that next step. But we recognize that others aren't quite there yet and they still need to understand, you know, what will it take? So we're happy to walk, you know, our customers through each of the steps, regardless of where they are in their journey. Um, I think Dan's point about security is absolutely number one, right? Um, that is one of the big reasons we've seen, you know, people move. They have some concerns about their existing systems and they want to move to that cloud for that added layer of security. But again, it has to be part of their strategy and we're ready to help administer that when they're ready. Thanks, Karen. I think I'd finish off with one last thing, too. You know, we, we know how resilient our distributor customers' employees are, um, but it's important that our that the distributors th consider technology to be just as resilient and just as strategic. 
because if you don't, your competitors are going to jump in, the ones who do have that resiliency. You know, think about, you know, 20 years ago, if your system went down, if your power went out, something, you know, you could revert for paper to paper for a time and, and people would and just keep on going. But if that happens today and your system's not available, your customer's going to go to Amazon or he's going to go to the other distributor's website uh, and, and buy his stuff there and not buy it from you. And you may never get that business back. So you really have to think about, you know, uh, technology as, as a real strategic part of the business uh, and not just uh, a necessary thing uh, to use to, to keep your to do your number crunching. And, you know, it's interesting, Dan, I think it's a great note to finish up on it. You know, it's it, one of, a lot of the things, one of our kind of mantras of electrical wholesaling is uh, one of the distributors core, core really mission that they're doing, they have to provide the right product at the right time, the right place and at the right price. Uh, they also have to make sure it's a, their, their system is available all the time, 2410. I'm going to have to put that in there too. In addition, just to the basic providing product, they also have to have that access available a safe access available to all customers and certainly internally as well. Well, uh, Karen, Dan, I certainly enjoyed talking with you today about the hybrid uh, work systems that you can provide for uh, the, the new and evolving work environment. For our listeners out there that are uh, want to dive even a bit deeper to this topic, we're going to have a webinar on September 28th. It's uh, new now, how a cloud-based ERP system can help with the talent shortage out there. We'll dig in even a little bit deeper into some of the things that you can do to get moving on a setting up a, a cloud-based ERP system in a remote officing or hybrid office environment. So thank you to our friends from Epicor and I thank you for our listeners today and I hope you'll be able to join us with our for our webcast on the 28th. So thanks again, stay healthy, be happy, and we'll look forward to talking with you in a couple of weeks. Take care. <music>